Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Some councils are auditing schools and urging a ban on the terms boy and girl. For those who are in an open or polyamorous relationship, your relationships are holy. A gay black woman's victim status is less than that of a black trans woman who ranks below a black Muslim trans woman. We don't want to just win the argument about sexuality. We want to use this as a gospel opportunity. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Mm, what have you been up to? It's the Wretched Radio mail call delivery bag Q&A infotainment nationwide extravaganza featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums, and missives. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have 1,200 messages. It is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Friel. The mail is here! That's supposed to be a question. Wonder what you've been thinking. Uh, Hopefully, you send it to idea at wretched.org. What is on your mind? Uh, We here at Wretched Radio would love to hear it. Of course, Ixnay on the airing sway. If you're an egg and pay, uh, please try to keep it pithy. Otherwise, Jimmy has to edit you. And believe me, the last thing you want is for Jimmy to edit you. He typically does like every third word, (laughs) which makes it a bit of a jumble. Nevertheless, send it. Questions, comments, conundrum, snarks to idea at wretched.org. All right. This one is from Anonymous. Todd, recently you touched on being puffed up with head knowledge and there being a breakdown of theology, not getting to the heart to be transformative. What could be the root cause of this? Is it sin, hardness of the heart, unbelief? It could be a lot of things. It 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 it, it really could be. It it could even be experience, the whiplash effect. In fact, the Richard Baxter book, The Christian Directory, that we spent some time in yesterday, actually has a section dealing with whiplash. <laughs> Not because they had automobiles, but because you'll you'll see a sin, you'll see a bad theology, and boom, way over to the other side you go. What do you know? And 500 years ago, a dead Puritan dealing with the same issues that we deal with today. And I think one of the reasons is that that we don't experience the love of God is because, okay, so for instance, Henry Blackaby, do you remember experiencing God? It was all the rage. And there was a reason for it because people, they're, they're, they, they, they want to, uh, I want this to, to be more holistic in my life. I, I, I just, I don't want to be, there's, I think that they're, even though most Christians are platonic in that they're dualists, they separate sacred and secular faith from reality religion from life, they they realize, oh, no, I want the whole thing cobbled together. And, oh, I can experience God. I can hear from God. I can feel God. He'll give me custom messages, not these general principles that then need to be applied. It it was like, oh, that, yes, I want this. So I think it was a, a right desire. It was just wrongly presented. Instead, we recognize that God's affections that he wants us to have come through the heart. I'm sorry, I've been in the Richard Baxter book too much. He uses the term reason. I, 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 like, I prefer like intellect, knowledge. It is, it, is, it is theology that then affects the heart. It isn't mystical. It isn't sitting in the quiet 
and thinking that maybe I think I'm hearing God's voice. Okay, wait a second. I'm not sure. I've got to go back to that YouTube video to tell me if I really am hearing God's voice, because sometimes it can be a little tricky inside of my head. Instead of that, learn about God. Baxter used the term reason. Use your intellect. Think on the things of God. But don't stop there. Don't stop there. Don't just think on them. Think. I'm going to use a prepositional phrase. I'm going to be preaching about this to a degree. September 17th, if you are in the Twin Cities and you don't have a good church, visit us at Faith Bible Church. Uh, Jimmy, tell them what the website is. (laughs) I don't. It's like Faith faithtc.org, just faith Bible. How many Bible churches are there in St. Paul? Well, at least one, not all that food. No, there is another good church. Uh, Steve Linetti is at the other good church that I'm aware of. And if you, hey, if you're in St. Paul and you're a good church, a Bible church, you're, you know what I'm talking about here. Send me a note. I'd just like to know you idea at wretched.org, going to be talking about a prepositional phrase that I recognize might just give you the shakes for you, for you. Here's the whiplash effect. Do you remember a number of years ago, somebody wrote a Bible, they, they took a Bible translation and they changed pronouns. And instead of saying, the, 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 the man who walks, Psalm 1, the man who obeys the statutes of God, he is like a, you walk this day, you are like a tree. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. And most of us went, oh, oh don't do that to the Bible. Having said that, when God says he so loved the world, you're in the world. Now, of course, God didn't send his son just for you. There, there's an, there's another whiplash. You know, if you were the only person on the earth, Jesus would have come to die for you. What's the whether he would or not? I, I don't know. But the implication to that is that we're so lovable. How could he stay on his throne when lovable old you is down here dealing with your sin issues? Uh, we whiplash, and then we don't want to hear about it. But the reality is, you're in the story. He's the main actor. But you're in the script. And when God says that he loved the world, it does mean that he loves you. Consider all of the encouragement. Consider Jesus' prayer that you would know the love of God, John chapter 17. Consider Paul's prayer. I bend the knee. Do you know that Paul prayed for you? He bent his knee. What did he pray for? That you'd become a theologian? Nope. That you would know the fullness of God the love of God in Jesus Christ. So it perhaps is whiplash that keeps theology from getting to our heart. It could be, I don't want to get psychobabbly here, but it could could just be your makeup. You're not much of an emotional sort. In other words, you're Scandinavian. You just don't get moved very much. You just, we don't cry. We don't respond that way. Okay, Uh, I'm not going to try to change your personality type. But you still should strive to experience the fullness of the love of God in Jesus Christ. However, that manifests itself. You should be working toward that as the great aim of your life. So it could be whiplash. It it could be temperamental. It could be that you struggle with it because of bad parents. You had a bad dad and you can't imagine your heavenly father loving you. Huh. I'd just be shocked if he doesn't beat me 
I'm sorry that you had that experience, but God still wants you to experience the fullness of his love for you in Christ. Maybe, just maybe, as you read your Bible without getting weird and creating your own translation, just think about a prepositional phrase. Could you apply for you there? Could you Could you maybe, in this is love, not that I first loved God, but that he loved me, and he gave his son as a propitiation for me? change your life. That will change your heart. That will change your motivation. And if you're thinking, oh, no, that's going to change my behavior. I'm going to become more licentious because you're giving me liberty and license to sin. I don't recall issuing that license. Instead, growing in the love of God actually is a, a tool that you need to grow in your obedience. Please note, we're not going to whiplash and say that love is the only consideration about God. There are other attributes that need to be considered. But I'm saying the great aim and goal is not for you to experience the fear of God. Should you have it? Yeah, you should. Psalm 130. Now that 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 he forgives. If 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 you should mark iniquities, O Lord, who would stand? But he forgives, why? That we might fear him. Whoa. We're not going to overlook that. We're not going to get out of whack and, and, and neglect other considerations about the perfections of God. But I would still argue that the chief attribute that he wants you to experience, not that it's his chief attribute, but that what he wants you to chiefly experience is his love. And you need to work at that. You need to think about it. When David was meditating on his word, when he was writing Psalm 1, I love your word. I just sit with it all the time. What do you think he was thinking about? You know, supralapsarianism has it all over infralapsarian. It probably, you know, maybe he had those thoughts, but I think at least we can assume the man after God's own heart was after his heart to have his heart changed. And if you can work on whatever... The, do a little research on yourself. Don't get carried away. Do a little research on yourself. Why is it that I struggle so much with this? And what do I need to do to get over it? And please note that you don't want to fall into another ditch. You don't want to fall into the Protestant lovey-dovey, ooey-gooey kind of love ditch. Don't do that either. But just because there's a potential ditch for you to fall into doesn't mean you shouldn't strive to move theology from head to heart. What's your reason? Hmm? What is it? Is, is it? is it because you've heard too many Joel Osteen sermons where he just abused the, the teaching that God loves sinners? Well, he wouldn't use the word sinner, would he? <laughs> Figure it out. Sort it out. Because God does want you to experience, rightly understood in a non-Henry Blackaby way, the love of God. This is Wretched Radio. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe 
But now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Clubs ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Have you ever felt like you're on an emotional roller coaster? It's okay to admit it because we've all been there and some of us are there now. Well, saddle up, buckle up, strap up, whatever it is you prefer. Just tune in to Transform with Dr. Greg Gifford. It's the podcast you quite possibly have been waiting for because it's the place where anxiety, loneliness, depression, and fear come face to face with the Bible. And don't expect Dr. Gifford to just read scripture. No, he wrestles with it and applies it to challenges we all face. Trust me, this podcast, it's a game changer. And it must be for me to say game changer because I loathe that phrase. But that's exactly what Transformed with Dr. Greg Gifford is. It'll help you and it will empower you to help others too. You'll be throwing out biblical wisdom like you're in Solomon's Court. New episodes, they drop every Saturday morning at transform.org slash podcast or wherever you usually listen to podcasts. Trust me, you'll be glad you listened. Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds, 54,000 babies were saved, 69 ultrasound machines were placed, 10,000 people responded to the gospel. Preborn Ministries, very busy, saving babies, saving souls. Would you please consider partnering with Preborn Ministries? $28 per ultrasound, five ultrasounds, $140. Yes, they are expensive, but they save lives. And Preborn Ministries uses good equipment with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with preborn. Please consider supporting preborn at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. Know your reformers. William Tyndale provided the first complete translation of the New Testament into English in 1526. While he was in prison for the crime of translating the Bible, he continued to translate the Old Testament until he was strangled and burned at the stake in 1536. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Jimmy, that's a terrible website address. Oh, I'm sorry, we're on. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, go ahead and tell everybody Faith Bible Church, St. Paul, Minnesota, September 17th. The website address is faithtwincities.com. That's brilliant. Faithtwincities.com. Faithtwincities.com. You can check out the times, the location, sweet people. In fact, this is church. You'll, you'll kind of dig this. A friend young man and his wife. He's a pitcher for the Chicago Cubs and he's traveling around and he was going to be in St. Paul. I think he was in the triple A's out of Iowa for the Cubs. And he was in St. Paul to play the saints 
I think that's the name of the, you know, I've never been to a St. Paul Saints game and I want to go. It's in the lower town. You know, when towns, older towns, great big cities that have a dilapidated downtown. Well, St. Paul had one. Well, somebody jumped in and revitalized it until this last mayor who has just let the thing go to pot and they built a baseball stadium there. Super cool. The great views. I've never been to it and I want to go. Well, he was in St. Paul. And if, if you're young, you can learn from this picture. Nick sent a text and said, do you know of any good churches? Do you know any believers there that we could connect with? That's so smart. That is so exceptional. A young man traveling with his wife on the baseball team, going to a town, going to be there for what, three, five days for whatever the stint is, wants to make sure that he goes to church and connects with Christ. So we happen to know some believers at Faith Bible, just sent him a text. Lo and behold, they go to church. She goes to a Bible study, I believe, and they have a meal together. That's church right there. And that's a wise young couple. If you are young, be wise. Be plugged into a local church. You're going off to university. You better join a church. I'm telling you, you go to a university. I know you maybe get there's some campus groups and they're good and that's cool. You can do that too. You don't, you don't join a church. And I'm telling you, this is my impression of the sounds that are echoing in hell. Because <laughs> you're so vulnerable. And you can be a believer. But wow, could you take a nasty header. Be wise. Join a local church and send questions, comments, conundrum snarks to idea at wretched.org. All right, this one comes from Anonymous. Todd, uh, my husband serves in ministry, and it's tough seeing him weighed down by church issues. Mm. I've tried cooking his favorite meal, mm, sweet. offering kind words, yeah. but the troubles persist. Yeah. What can a pastor's wife do to truly support her husband during difficult ministry times? Well, you're doing it, ma'am. You're being a loving spouse, and you're not going to be able to lift those burdens from him. You can't. You can comfort and soothe, but spiritual issues weigh heavy on a, on a pastor's heart. He knows the sin struggles. And if you've, if you've never been an elder at a church, you really, really don't know what the man deals with. It's, it's, it, 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 it would shock you. You would, you would think, these, I go to church with these people? I don't even want to be in the same zip code with them. They're dealing with what? And your pastor gets that and he feels it and it's heavy. So, madam, keep doing what you do. Having addressed you, might I talk to your husband for a moment? Sir, you need other men to bear the burdens with you. You can't carry them all. I know you maybe you're, well, I've got some of that. Well, maybe it needs to increase. Who else might take on some of those burdens? Qualified elders who can deal with people's issues so that you don't have to carry the whole thing. Second, I might encourage you, if your spouse is recognizing that you are your, your, your personality is sagging because of the weight of the church world, you, you, you sir, need to, now this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a loving admonition, you need to turn your eyes away from all of the issues and toward the Lord so that you can go to the well that can deal with these issues. Because you can't, I can't, none of us can. If we don't 
consider God's ability to deal with issues. If you're a pastor and you've got some sin issues going on in your church, which I know you do, do you know that God has like thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of churches and millions, maybe billions of people inside of those churches and he knows all the sin issues that are going on and he's not weighed down. He's not long-faced. He's not down in the mouth. Oh, this is so hard to deal with because he's strong and he's able and he's the only one who can carry these things. You can't. So if you've been feeling their weight Might I just encourage you lovingly, sir, find yourself under the wing of your Savior. Get there. You need to get there. You need to cultivate that. You need to work on that. Because otherwise, it's going to keep bogging and bogging and bogging and bogging. And it's going to affect your walk. It's going to put you into the category, just read another poll of the pastors that are thinking about quitting. Uh, Yeah, here we go. Giving is up at churches and people are back, but clergy are still thinking about quitting. All right, that's a good news, isn't it? That giving is up, attendance is up, but pastors are bummed. In 2021, most clergy, 79%, said they never thought about leaving their current church. 13% said, yeah, we think about it a lot. Today, the number who never thought about leaving dropped 17 points. 29%, an increase of 16 points, said they think about it often. It's heavy work you're doing, sir. And here's some good news. You can't carry it. (laughs) And the good news is that's exactly where the Lord wants his under shepherd. Tethered to the great shepherd who can bear the burdens of the sheep and keep up the good work. And now, might I address somebody else in this relationship? The church itself. Are you doing anything to lift the burdens from your pastor? You say, well, I'm not involved in counseling sessions. You're right, but he has other burdens. Are you doing everything you can so that he doesn't have to be weighed down by how are the lines in the parking lot going to get fixed because you got a ticket because they're not clear enough, they're not wide enough, or you've got ADA issues that you've got to deal. Oh, there's budget financial issues. Oh, we're going to, we need to prepare the statement so that we can get the permit so that we can expand the playground. You you doing those burdens from your pastor? He doesn't need to be carrying those. Idea at wretched.org. All right. That's your that was your cue. Oh, I know, I know. I was just thinking through what you were talking Anything about. Anything else that I missed? No, I don't think so. I don't think you missed anything. Uh oh, I'm sure I did. Uh, I guess my advice for the wife, uh, having been been in this situation, um, my wife is a saint and uh um and I don't know that anybody would even agree with this advice, <laughs> but but you're gonna give it. I'm anyway. gonna give it anyway. I think for the wife, um, I think make, I'll spit it out, man. No, I'm just trying to figure out how to word this. I, I, make your home do everything you can to make your home an escape. Yeah. When he comes home, he can just drop those burdens. Uh, don't ask him about them. Don't ask him how. Uh, what happened at church. And and I know that's... Well, a, see, that can be tricky, though. It, it is. It is. Doesn't she care? Doesn't she care? She's also... And that, that the other part of the advice I think I would give, which is tricky because he's also her pastor. Yeah, that's right. So and he I, can't dump all of it. Well, but also she has issues, too. Sure. And I think the best advice I ever received, and, I, and, and I, I've not seen it really fleshed out very much, but to a wife would be... Um, 
if you have issues because your husband is your pastor, make an appointment and go see him at work. Mm. Don't talk about them at home. Interesting. Yeah. You see, the, as, as I listen to you say that, I hear the wisdom, and yet I also hear that there is a, a problem on the other side there that, could, yeah. that could result from applying that wisdom. Absolutely. For, there, there, there's a, there's, there might be a time where the wife needs to say, honey, you're talking about work too much. Mm-hmm. You're bringing too much home. On the other hand, he's just, and you see it, and it's, he's just not interacting with the kids anymore, that you go in as a sister in Christ to minister to him. Because remember, you're, you're dynamic. You've got, you've got a couple of things going on with your husband. Yep, pastor, parishioner, husband, wife, brother, sister. Right. So you can minister to him. And that, that I, I, think, I think we would all agree, boy, as sweet as you can make the home, the better. But this is all, but a, a wife, though, who has to perhaps do too much. Now, she's in the meantime, well, aren't you going to the ladies' banquet? Aren't you going to be teaching the Sunday school? Mm-hmm. You used to play the piano. Why aren't you in the choir? We need to be mindful of our pastor's families, not just the pastor, but the pastor's family. Uh, they just, they, they, they have so much aimed at them. Uh, they're, they're, they're like a president. Everybody's pulling. Every ambassador wants an audience with the president. Every department wants to get their funding from the president. Give this speech. Use this word. Visit those people. <laughs> That's your pastor. And whatever you can do, don't neglect your pastor. These statistics are real. And, it, and it's a crisis. By the way, another crisis I thought interesting is that the pastors are increasingly saying, we, we can't find any young people to cultivate who want to be in ministry. There's another burden for your pastor. Let's do everything we can to lift the burdens for our pastor families. This is Wretched Radio. It is now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, we start in Florida, where the Supreme Court is holding a hearing on the 15-week abortion ban in the state. Liberty Council has filed a brief defending the ban, and if they win, the Heartbeat Protection Act will go into effect 30 days after the decision. And now to Alaska, where the Alaska State Board of Education has passed an amendment to keep girls' sports for girls. Biological ones at that. The ACLU doesn't like that decision, of course they don't, and accuse Alaska of privacy violations. Not sure what that even means. It's almost like accusing them of the very thing you're doing. And now we go to the land of 10,000 lakes. That would be Minnesota, where a party official who once advocated for defunding the police was recently attacked and carjacked. Not celebrating that fact, obviously, but she's suddenly singing a different tune, urging that criminals should be held accountable. (laughs) Imagine that. It's almost like we need law enforcement to enforce laws. And now to Disney. They're back in the news. According to a report, they've whittled down their federal lawsuit against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to one single claim, political retaliation. Meanwhile, Disney plans to invest $17 billion in Walt Disney World. Hmm. That's about how much money they've lost since they turned into Walt Disney World. Now crossing the border to Mexico, where the Supreme Court there has decided that abortion is a human right. 
Nothing says human rights like ending one. <laughs> it just makes no sense. And back to the U.S. California aims to shoot itself in the foot with an 11% tax increase on guns and ammunition. According to the state, it's expected to bring in $159 million in revenue, a large portion of which would ironically go to public school safety. Ah, everyone knows when you can't solve a problem, you just tax it. And speaking of California, Governor Gavin Newsom has spoken and says that there will be no presidential run for him in 2024. And he also said that he is fully in support of Kamala Harris. Yeah, he's the one. And in Maryland, an elementary school is making headlines by requiring some students to wear N95 masks for 10 days. Interestingly, though, there are about 170 or so studies that show masks aren't very effective in containing COVID-19. But who are we to let science get in the way of policy? And finally, the National Federation of Republican Women is causing some rifts internally because they're not restricting their voting membership to biological females anymore. Because, hey, it's 2023 and women aren't all women anymore. <laughs> That's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible. The Apostle John wrote a third epistle, commending Christians who were walking in the truth and showing love by their hospitality. He warned against a selfish and diversive man, whom he criticized publicly, specifically, and by name. As you continue to walk in the truth, take care to show hospitality to good teachers and avoid bad teachers. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You're listening to Todd and Jimmy, who are neither polysexual or amalgagendered. <laughs> this is Wretched Radio. New words added to the dictionary. Polysexual and amalgagender. And they changed 400 pronouns because dictionaries are getting with the times and helping fall into the zeitgeist of the lost, darkened world, redefining everything. Even the dictionary is in the game. Changing pronouns. Don't want to use those he, her anymore because that's so oppressive or something. And adding words like polysexual, whatever that means, and amalgagendered. I read what the definitions are, and I still couldn't tell you. What a world. Please keep sending articles like that, as annoying as they are, to idea at wretched.org. Stories, sermons, articles, anything. And questions, comments, conundrums, snarks sent to idea at wretched.org. Did you see the article uh, recently? Uh, and I don't remember where I saw it, but it was from a, a, a HR hiring manager uh, that was giving advice, uh, saying that if you're having a problem finding a job, lose the pronouns on your resume. Wow. Yeah. That's an issue that people are having problems with. Wow. Mm. Oh, Christian. I... I I got to tell you, I, I, I hurt for you having to work in that environment. And it's, it's, getting, it's getting wackier. I just spoke to an individual yesterday <laughs> because, because this it, see what I did there? I didn't use he or her, or him or Zed or whatever. <laughs> this it had to, had, to, had to take the team to trend, uh, uh, drag story time. 
What's a believer to do? It is not easy. You're going to have to play the pronoun game as best you can, but please start preparing your heart. If it keeps going in this ridiculous, darkened direction, you're probably going to be confronted at some point with whether or not you are going to use pronouns or get fired. They did it with the jab. They'll do it with pronouns. Ugh. Idea at wretched.org. And staying in this area, uh, we have a question from Anonymous. Todd, I'm a medical professional grappling with being in the world while maintaining my Christian beliefs, especially in the face of gender ideology. I continue to work with non-Christian colleagues and navigate overseeing organizations that promote these ideologies. While I've cut ties with some associations, some banks, some financial planners, I just can't distance myself from regulatory bodies. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) With so many decisions to make and not wanting to get caught in the fire. How do I balance this day to day? Yeah, I, I, I think what I just said before is 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 applicable to this situation. You, you need to start thinking a little bit five minutes in advance here. We can we can be so consumed with it. it's like it's pressing on us. It's right there. Well, you can you can figure out a way to navigate now. And I I think there's a little wiggle room for believers to find that space where they can stay employed without compromising, without signing a statement, without putting up posters, making going to whatever training. You've got a little wiggle room here, but I would encourage you to think beyond that. What if they say you will do this or else? What are you going to do? I think we all need to be thinking about that. Every single context, It, it, it doesn't it. It could get this bad. Okay, we're a ministry. We're never going to have that stuff here. We're, 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 it's not, not here. But what if the building that we're in, the, the association says, you need to have this or you can't be here. I, we're all going to get it. We're, it's, 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 it unless, unless the Lord does something really big, that is, those, the waters are going to carry us all in that direction. And we need to start thinking right now, am I willing to lose my job? And what plans might you make in light of that? What, where could you go? What can you do? You, you, you should be, I'm not, don't start packing cans of tuna because we're not going to have any food. Not talking about that. And I'm, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I think we should be realists and we should start thinking about it. Okay, what will I do? The reality is that whether it's medical professionals and medical associations, you're not going to escape this. It is it is just plain everywhere. It, and everybody's, you got to get behind it. You got to put the pride thing up on your website. You got to put it on your, fa- all of, all of these, these pressures are everywhere. And we need to be forward thinking, okay, without becoming panicked, without buying land in Montana, which isn't a bad idea. I'm just saying, without, without becoming conspiratorial, what are your plans? It's good to have some, and they're going to look different for each believer. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, we should be thinking together as a local body. I don't like the Benedict option. I don't think you should follow that advice. But I do believe in the context of your local church, being close-knit, being tight, you probably got some Christians in your church who own businesses. Um, business owner, you might want to start thinking about hiring Christians in your church. Christian in the church, you might want to start cozying up to those people so that you can maybe move into their organization and not have to deal with this. Whatever it is, 
My encouragement to you, sir, is navigate the waters as as cleverly as you can. I don't think that unless your society that you that you want to be a part of for your credentialing says, I affirm that there are 722 genders. If it's if it's if it's not that be a part of the associations, deal with your accreditation as long as they don't force you to compromise biblical values and be thinking about the future. Mm, mm, mm. Idea at wretched. That wasn't very cheery response for that fellow. Well, I mean, I think that's you're right. We've got to figure out what are hill, what hills that we're going to die on and what we're not going to. Yeah, th- this this would be a thing. Okay. We like to talk about contemporary issues. As a rule, we evangelicals, we dig the politics, all of the stuff that's going on in social media. How Okay, this would be one that I think would be beneficial. Even in a Bible study, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And if it doesn't come to pass, praise God. But I, planning for the future is not a sinful thing. It's thinking that you've got the future under control that James warns against. But being aware of what could be coming over the horizon, it's dumb to not think about it. You could be doing that with one another. And if here's, for instance, just for instance, this fellow medical professional asked that question. Maybe, for instance, there's somebody listening to this program is like, go, hold on, dude. I know of an associate. I know where you can go. There's a hospital that. And together, because we're going to need each other, uh, we'll we'll see our way through this thing as best we can. Preparing for it now is a whole lot better than responding to it later. Idea at wretched.org. Okay, this next question comes from Matt. Uh, Todd, I'm surrounded by some pretty vulgar music at work. Uh, see, yeah. My coworkers, knowing that I'm a Christian, yeah, find, it, it. find it funny yeah. to see my reaction, especially when an inappropriate song plays. Mm-hmm. I usually just tune it out, but it is in earshot from where I work. Mm-hmm. Is So is being in earshot of this music sinful, and how should I handle my coworkers who find it amusing? Two words, earbuds. <laughs> Noise-canceling headphones, if you can, because, you know, if you're not running a forklift and it, <laughs> you don't need to hear... Cancel it out. That would be just a practical response to that. I don't think you're sinning because at your workplace, some sinners are playing sinful music. I do think that you should be aware, though, it can get into your heart. Uh, it, it, it can influence you. So if you if you feel like you're going in a negative direction, well, then you're going to have to figure out a way to get away from it. You can always go to human resources. These channels are still available to us and say, hey, could we work on the music? I find it distracting. Um, it's vul- it's very vulgar, and it offends my religious sensibilities, and I, I, I don't want to be in a hostile work environment. You just use their lingo, which anytime that HR hears hostile work environment, danger, danger, Will Robinson, we're going to get sued here. So you've basically said, short of filing for formal litigation, can we turn down the garbage that they're cranking out of the speakers? Those are practical things. Work on your heart. Don't let it make you embittered toward them. Consider it a joy that you are being treated like your savior. You said in the email, they know you're a Christian, so they just do this to because they can't get enough toward the savior, but they can't get to him, but they can get to you. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. You are being identified with the one who didn't revile, who didn't speak up, who didn't defend himself, who took it. Grow in your reliance on him. 
become increasingly like him. And maybe when you look at these people, I I know that it can be agitating. Uh, I I get it. Believe me, I do. They're lost. One of them that's a part of it could be the one that God is actually currently working on. And your response could cause him to go, hey, dude, how come you never get enough? We know you hate that junk. What's up? Or you're out to eat, whatever it is. Think evangelistically in everything. This is what First Peter is about. You are, in a sense, not like our brothers and sisters who are in a stifling heat in a cargo trailer persecuted, but you're being persecuted. So count it all joy when trials and tribulations come your way. And remember, First Peter, this is all about how you will respond for the sake of propagating the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can give a reason for the hope that lies within you that will help you with your attitude toward them. This is Wretched Radio. I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision, and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Freel and I researched MediShare and determined, yeah, we can trust this ministry. Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry. 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves $500 per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit metashare.com slash wretched, metashare.com slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. I was thinking about this earlier. Did you know that you're a bit like the Bereans in Acts 17? They were examining the scriptures daily. And look at you. Most of you are stocking up on our wretched resources like biblical ninjas. And we're grateful for your support. But I do have a question. Have you ever considered taking the theological journey that you're on to the next level by becoming an ongoing monthly Wretched Gospel partner? Now, we know you love diving deep into the Word. So do we. But why not help us to share that life saving knowledge with millions all over the world. After all, you can't spell gospel without go, right? Yeah, that's an old one. But anyway, seriously, your monthly partnership would make a huge difference in helping us to create more content like Wretched Radio and TV, Road Trip to Truth, and Transform. We would love for you to pray about it and then join us in this adventure by visiting wretched.org slash donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Like the Pointer Sisters, I am so excited and I just can't hide it. The Masters Academy International is embarking on a bold new program to distribute Bibles internationally. There are oh so many wretched people who love to give to ministries who are giving out Bibles. And the Masters Academy International is going to start doing just that in the Philippines. But they don't want to give out just any Bible to just anybody. They're going to give away John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who cannot afford 
afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible to join the Master's Academy International. Titles of Christ In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teaches us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called the True Vine. The Old Testament describes Israel as a vine planted in the desert. Jesus is the true vine, and those who trust in Him are grafted in to receive life and nourishment from Christ. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Why ain't you been calling us? This is Wretched Radio. Either you're slacking or Jimmy didn't get to the phone calls. Which is it, Jimmy? Well, I, I'm... I- uh, okay, we've got our answer. <laughs> Please call with your questions, comments, conundrums, snarks, corrections, anything that you think would be a blessing to the tens and tens of people listening. We covet it in the non-sinful kind of way that you would call and leave a message. One, hey, 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 what's up with the texting business? Oh, I don't, I need to check on that. I do. I haven't heard anything about that. I am just here to be a servant okay, well, and I'm... to assist and support in any way that I, I am your amanuensis. I am your, your. Okay. Stop now. Okay. one eight seven seven two eight two. In first Peter, it says have ready defense for ah. what you believe. Ah. Well, so do so with gentle disrespect. Is there any reason to not be gentle or respectful? What specifically is the excuse you can use to not be gentle or respectful in some cases? That's a great question. I, I, I think the, the law was laid down. You're always gentle and respectful. Now, let's remember that there are other emotions. And you're, you're going to find affirmation for normalcy. Okay, so for instance... We're, so we're always supposed to be gentle and respectful. You've got somebody who's running into the street. Excuse me, toddler. <laughs> Your outfit today looks mm, so so dapper. What a pretty dress you did. You did your mommy do your curls? Er, bang. Okay, there. It's not normal. And I think you see this affirmed. Are there times to speak strongly? But yes, there are. But we need to consider the audience. We need to consider the context. We need to consider the issue. But we always need to be driven by gentleness and respect. Now, remember, gentleness doesn't mean mushy. Now, it can manifest itself that way. It's a calm person who is not very flappable. But gentleness is actually strength under control. It, it, you've, so the strength is there, and there are times to use it, but it should be done in a respectful way. So in the context of First Peter, give a reason for the hope that lies within you, always gentle and respectful. The, the individual that is in view there is the persecutor, because that's the context of the book. They're mistreating you. They are abusing you. Always be ready, because Peter just 
keeps banging like a nail into the wood. This is about the gospel. This is about people getting saved. This is about how you respond. So they ask about the hope that lies within you. I think it's 1 Peter 2.12. Not sure. 1 Peter 3.15. It's all about behaving and responding in a way that causes the persecutor to go, all right, I got to know, what is the deal with you? And you have an opportunity to share the gospel. Do it gently. Keep it under control. Doesn't mean, well, thank you for asking. Like you're like you're, you're the middle of the night talk show. You're like you're Delilah. No, you you do it under control, respectfully. Well, it's about time you ask. Hey, what are you doing with that hammer? You do you do it with respect, and you and you can deliver it. And there are even things that you can say that are strong. But saying something that is strong and saying it strongly can be two different things, and it doesn't mean that every strongly is wrong. When Jesus was tipping over the tables, it probably wasn't so sorry. Oh, I'm going to make such a mess here. Got to do it. No, it was it was because that was the right response to false teachers who were inside of his father's house who were making money off of people. It was disgusting. And he has a zeal for his father's house. I believe that's Malachi. And he has a zeal. And we see that manifested in the tipping over of tables. So we need to be guided by all of these things as we go about the business of responding to an increasingly hostile world. It's not just just always act like this. That's wrong advice. Oh, you always need to talk like this. That's not normal, nor is it biblical. How do you know which way to do it? I think there's two ways that you can get better at finding the balance. One, the more you become like Jesus, the more you're going to find the right balance. Two, let your brothers and sisters help you in the context of your family and the local church. I've said this. It's not something that I like to brag about, but I give myself the benefit of the doubt every single chance I get. Everything I say is not only brilliant and right, but it is said perfectly with the right tone. I am a, just a deluded knucklehead. I need somebody to tell me, mm, no, that was a little sharp, mate. You, 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 you really should kind of dial that one back a little bit. Take it back. Do what you need to do to clean up your mess. We need one another to get better at it because the answer to your question, sir, in general, it's not easy. one 282 I struggle with the idolatry of approval. And mm. I was just wondering if you have any tips to help me break from it. Yep. There's a lot of resources available. What do you know at wretched.org? I would encourage you to consider studying the fear of man. I would also consider you, I think, encourage you. I think there's, I think Lou Priolo wrote a book on fear of man and pride. Not sure, but uh, Jimmy, it looks like you're looking to your bookshelf to find something. Your issue, if you always want somebody's approval, ultimately, I'm not, I'm not trying to poke you in the eyes. It's pride. We want other people to esteem us at the same degree we esteem ourselves. And if I don't get that affirmation, I can find it hurtful. I can find it painful. I can get agitated about it. There are other things. Okay, there's definitely other things. What do you got there? What does that one say? Uh, that is Lou Priolo's Pleasing People. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And then uh, Ed Welch is When People Are Big and God, God is Small. Is small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's another thing you can do. Make God bigger. Get God And people get smaller. You won't need their approval. It could be fear of man. Uh, it, it, it could be pride. 
this is this is a this is this is an encouragement to you, young man. There are two. We've got two books here. Okay, do you know how big our resource library is? I mean, it's you know we got you know I don't know maybe eighty products in our in our store. We've got two books, two books on your subject. Why? Because it's so common. So don't be feeling like you're you're like some sort of weird Christian. You're not. Furthermore, I applaud you for your desire to seek out a way to get over it. Because there is a solution to fear of man, solution to fear of 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 wanting to be a, always affirmed to feel better about yourself. This could be a theological issue. I'm not speaking directly to you, sir, but could it be for all of us that um, I I I I need I need affirmation? I need it. Okay, why do you need it? Well, because I don't have as much of it as I'd like. Is that a true statement? And the answer is absolutely not. That's a false statement. Now, you might not have the affirmation of man, but you have the affirmation of God in Christ. That's enough. And so it could be a theological issue where you now need to spend time going, all right, because I am in Christ, go study the in Christ. Go study the dozens and dozens of passages about being in Christ. I am in him. I am affirmed by the Father because of the Son. I'm not just affirmed. I'm commended. I'm 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 like a superstar because of Jesus. I don't mean that in a ridiculous way. That's what he's done for me. I'm like, well, I'm good. What y'all think about me? <laughs> Whatever. I've been affirmed by God Himself. That could be the issue. One eight seven seven two eight two. Hey, Mister Mister Creel, can you do something that is so unwise it becomes sin? even though technically isn't sin, but it's a really, really, really foolish thing to do. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because being unwise, we're not supposed to be unwise. That's the sin. The thing is not the sin, but it's that your your lack of application of wisdom, that's a sin. We're supposed to be wise. That's what the book of Proverbs is all about. Be wise, be wise, be wise. Seek wisdom, get wisdom. And if you're ignoring wisdom, yeah, that would be a sin. Hey, dude, I, I've studied the issue. Here's all of the Bible verses. You should turn left. And you go, nah, I'm turning right. Okay, was the right turn a sin? No. Was rejecting wisdom a sin? Yes. Yes, it was. Hello, Mr. Todd. Uh, quick question. What should men in the local church do to help the young boys? Oh. We have a group of boys anywhere from 6 to 12 in the church, and I feel like we're not doing anything for them. Jimmy, would you answer so that I don't have to blurt out they should get Road Trip to Truth available to wretched.org? Okay, you asked a bigger question, but I do think Road Trip to Truth would be a helpful tool for you with the study guides. We've got three seasons. Fourth one is coming out this fall. Dive in dive in. Now, you could have parental considerations, etc. So good communication so that it doesn't look weird or you're getting into territory where you don't belong. Dive into their lives. I'm telling you, young people, they want adult involvement and engagement. So keep teaching. Sunday school, preferably Road Trip to Truth, available at wretched.org. But get into their world and be talking, talking, talking to them. They will open up. They want to. They need you. And until tomorrow, go serve your king. 